tapeworms. Fatal infestation or diet sensation. I'm Kevin Leeson. What parasite does The Daily Show's Jon Stewart want to infect you with? I'm Joe Fulgham. What is the secret ingredient in snail slime that can control an ant's mind? I'm Torn Atkinson. Answers to these questions and many more on tonight's episode of Caustic Soda, the podcast. Caustic Soda, the podcast. I'm Torn. This is Kevin. This is Joe. And uh, tonight we're talking about parasites. The lovely, the fabulous, the little wriggly things. And uh, might I just add, Torn? <laughs> you can add that. It's added. You. Uh, follow up from the last episode, which was about shark attacks. Uh, Anne O'Malley sent us uh, an email uh, wanting uh, to tip us off to the painting, the oil painting, Watson and the Shark. This was a painting uh, created in uh, 1778 based on a real shark attack from 1749. Uh, so a... Uh, have, you, have you seen this? Have you seen this I one? have not seen it, but I, I, I love how they make, back in the old-timey days, yeah. that... Your, uh, your, your artistic portrayals of shark attacks took 29 years to come to fruition. Well, sometimes, you know, they didn't, the technology was a little bit different. I wonder if the artist took 29 years to paint it or if they didn't even start it for like 27 years. It was actually a series of three paintings, so that may have had something to do Ooh, with seven, uh, Nine years each. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that's Chris Woodsian in its speed. So uh, it was uh, Brooke Watson, uh, some fourteen-year-old uh, orphan who was attacked by a shark. Uh, the shark bit off his foot. Uh, his entire leg was eventually amputated, and he was immortalized in paintings. We should all be so lucky. They sure like to amputate stuff back in those days. Now huh? he ended up doing pretty well for himself, though, <laughs> despite that, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. He, well, he got in a painting. That's uh, something. Did he become a professional surfer? He, he might have. He became Lord Mayor of London. Oh, that's right. He did become Lord Mayor of London. Wow. You guys have both read this article, and I have not. <laughs> Lord well, Mayor of London. Some is of that, us have to read through viewer mail. Is, is, that, is that actually different than Mayor of London? Like, uh, uh, Well, was, it's more lordly. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, was there a <laughs> mayor, and then the mayor had a lord that he had to answer Something to? like that. Something like oh, that. Perhaps, right, okay. our, perhaps we can get clarification. So he <laughs> was a follow-up <laughs> to this episode that's right. on the next episode. No, hold we'll on one second. The Lord Mayor of London the guy actually I, is. A little, uh, sorry, I, I have to ask this again. The the orphan whose foot was bitten off and leg later amputated yeah. became the Lord Mayor of London, became, or, no. or the person who painted the no, no, painting. No, no. His leg was amputated. He went on to live a full life. He became Lord Mayor of London for a term, however long a term is, back in those old timey days. All right. Yeah. I am now duly informed. Hey, yeah. So thank you, Anne. Uh, keep those emails coming. I have a follow-up about the mega shark. Uh, oh yeah, speed. we were talking about mega shark. I was going for my memory and not the internet as I should do. Uh, I said it was uh, that the speed it would require would be uh, 800 miles an hour or so. It was actually uh, just over 700 kilometers per hour, mm. um, and it was it would be such an increase in speed that it would actually pull lesser sea mammal or lesser sea. Uh, Entities up into the air with it as it was going up, like a blue whale, which is smaller. Wait, than well, a, that's what the infographic shows: a blue whale and a and a submarine. I don't know if a blue whale is smaller than a mega shark. Well, when we talked about, I think this, a blue whale is the largest animal that's ever lived. Well, when, I don't think the mega shark has ever lived, so it's a no. It has. It's a, it's a megalodon or something like that. It's nope. based on a real. As a matter of fact, no? as a matter of fact, you're wrong. The megalodon was okay. 20 meters in length. Okay. The mega shark of the movie was 40 meters oh, in length. Oh, wow! I sit corrected. 
Uh, you know, when we were talking about it before and you said 800 miles an hour, I scoffed as an impossibility. But now that it's only 700 kilometers an hour, yeah, yeah. I'm like, low-flying airplanes, watch out for your mega That's right. We also found out how many pints of blood are in a normal uh, male. Adult male? Uh, an adult male has uh, 10 to 12 uh, pints of blood. So the, so our so good friend Henri Bourse. Bourse lost ha- about half of the blood in his body from that shark yeah, attack. At, at least, Pretty yeah. Good. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back. Yeah, I guess, but he could have been a 10-pinter, uh, which means he lost oh, two-thirds. Yeah. Almost two-thirds, yeah. Almost two-thirds. I'd like to be described by how many he pints seemed I've thin. got in my... Uh, you would think Thorne that the, you'd think it would be big, fat people with a lot more... Yeah, I wonder. Uh, what uh, I, I wonder. Maybe if, more fat, less blood. Who knows? What if the size of the person matters? How much blood you have, or if just the if there's some people who are just bloodier. filling with blood. Yeah, like just, you just could have sloshing around in this 105 <laughs> pound runway model. Who? But she's got like she's 13 pints of blood. <laughs> right? <laughs> you think that's possible? Can hardly stand up. <laughs> what, <laughs> she <why> sloshes <laughs> when she walks. She she always looks blo- like she's blushing. Her entire body blushes. It's just full of blood. So our topic today uh, is related to blood. It's parasites. And again. <laughs> uh, our pinup today is from giantmicrobes.com. They, uh, <laughs> they, they do uh, stuffed animal versions of microbes, and they also have a parasite section. Uh, today's pinup is of the uh, bed bug, I believe. Bed bug. Delightful. It is. That one doesn't make me go hoo My it's, uh, well, it's very cute. It's kind of flop. Yeah, it kind of mammalizes the... Uh, the unmammalizable. My uh, my next door neighbor had bed bugs. Oh. And uh, I Vancouver had Vancouver is kind of notorious for the bed bug situation. Absolutely. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. You haven't heard of this? No, I haven't. Really? Please tell me more. I I know friends who had bed bugs. They had to like burn their entire the everything they owned in terms of clothes and stuff like wow. that before they moved. Yeah, no, there's the process. It's you got you put everything in plastic bags, yeah. then you wash it in extra hot water like three times. You put it back in a plastic bag. You fumigate. This is what happened to your friend? Your friend. Uh, he was not a friend. He was my next-door neighbor. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> He's a, a, a wizened old man who uh, got bed bugs somehow. And uh, I had to have the um, exterminators come over and search my house to make sure I didn't have to be fumigated, too. Right. Wow. Well, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was bed bug free, though. I am mortified. Now yeah. I'm worried about my bed. Evidently, bed bugs congregate. Anywhere where people uh, basically sit and don't move for long periods of time. Bed bugs. Hence, They're not just for beds anymore. Hence so. bed, but also they find more and more. This is what I'm, I got this all from the exterminator as I was bending his ear on yeah, bed yeah, bugs. They're finding more and more that they're congregating more in the couches right. and less in the beds because there are so many people who, are, uh, who sit all day on the couch. That mm. it becomes more attractive to the bedroom. I'm going to have to search my computer chair because I am sitting <laughs> in that damn thing all day. I work on the computer and then I'm done, so I'll play some video games on the computer. Right. So I'm there constantly. Oh, the bed bugs. Yeah. Uh, does, is there any oh. fabric or seams <laughs> in your computer chair? There, it's fa- yeah, it's fabric covered. It's not leather. Covered. Maybe I'm going to switch to a leather chair. And seams. Uh, it is a uh, certainly. Uh, Were you to get a bed bug infestation, it sounds like your computer chair would be a likely oh, man. victim. It's, uh, it's trouble. I'm feeling queasy. I am. <laughs> you look queasy. You're kind of turning green, actually. I, this, this is really is, uh, this is disgusting. <laughs> That's what we're I'm here guessing, for. We've I'm only guessing started. this was not a topic of Joe's choice. Uh, parasites may outnumber free living species four to one. Wow, well, they're so small, right? They the wolf, so, generally. Yeah. Ants have parasites that swim around in their in their in their uh, bodily fluids. 
So an ant parasite. Oh yeah, yeah. That is a they, they go they go small. That is a small parasite. There's a parasite that wraps itself around uh, a caterpillar's uh, the uh, breathing tube. Which oh, I thought spiracles. I don't I don't know why, but for one second I thought you were going to say a caterpillar's penis. I don't know why. <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. But I was like, I didn't know caterpillars have penises. I just wonder how many times in the future of this podcast you're going to be thinking penis when somebody's <laughs> talking about something. Yeah, could be. Uh, is it time for me to mention that this is episode two, season one? Or uh, sure, we're not you supposed can do to talk that. about that any longer? No, you can. No, you can mention it. <laughs> I love that we, we mentioned we season one as though we're actually thinking we might end up having a second season. Well, an epi- How long is the season? Two episodes done. <laughs> season one is over. Or season one could be four thousand episodes long. That's true. We only have one season. Uh, so so please continue lives. on your your caterpillar non penis related parasite. I was just actually I was just going to go over the basics of parasites, if I may. Uh, parasite, an organism that lives on or in another organism, uh, an organism of another species, at the expense of that organism called the host, which it, from the body of which it obtains nutriment or nutrient. Nutriment or nutrient. Interchangeable I, as far as Do we know as what I the know. difference is? Nutriment sounds like a fake Futurama word. Uh, <laughs> David Attenborough uses nutriment. Everyone else uses nutrient. Oh, so it's an English-American <laughs> difference, <laughs> I guess. Be. That could be. It's like sticking a U in the middle of color. Kind right, of, which, or which we do. Aluminum or aluminium. aluminium. Even though there's no additional I, they just pronounce it differently. I, isn't there? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, they just say it weird. Parasite, the word, comes from Greek. Para and sitos, uh, which means uh, Gross basically grain, grain or food, and, uh, and uh, sitting, sharing. Sharing food, basically. Mm. Para and sitos, my two favorite of the Jackson Brothers. <laughs> and uh, I think it. Uh, the, uh, I've got a lot of my information from this fine book, Parasite Rex, by Carl Zimmer. Which, if you're interested in parasites, uh, I, I advise. I'm only actually halfway through it. I, I'm, I tried and tried. Is it a fictional work? No, no. It's is uh, there a hero? It's Carl Zimmer. Is like is a, Carl Zimmer is an excellent hero. science writer. As a matter of fact, I met Carl Zimmer only a few months ago. Is, is that right? Yeah, I went out and uh, had drinks with him, bought him some scotch. He did this uh, excellent presentation on uh, swine flu for us over at did you, uh, BC. Did you put a tapeworm in his scotch? No, I didn't know about uh, Parasite Rex at the time. Is it a fictional work? Is there a hero? Is this like the Da Vinci Code for parasites? It might be. You're halfway through it. Shouldn't you be able to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> well, he hasn't, he hasn't hit the big reveal. It's a science book, but it does have a lot of delicious pictures, like uh, this picture of the, uh, the, the crustacean inside the fish's mouth. Which oh. we, we've many of us have seen on the internet. The, the oh. little crustacean devours a fish's tongue and basically takes its place. The in fish can use it to grip and swallow prey. In the immortal words of Stephen Colbert, that's the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. Uh, that this this was featured on the Colbert Report. Yeah. Yes. In oh, the nice. in their in their section, that's the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> do they beep out the f word? Yes, they yeah. do. Yes, they do. But he says None. it. Okay. Well, I believe it. Yeah. He's beeped. If anyone would say it, he'd be the guy. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I have I've seen it portrayed in uh, in television and now in printed book format, and it is pretty nutty. So, let me get this straight. Yeah, because you've read the book. It eats a fish's tongue. Yes, and then replaces the function. It basically, yes, becomes the fish's tongue. Yeah, and just like nips off like a little bit of the fish food for itself I guess, on yeah, the way the, through the, the mouth. crumbs or whatever. They're all it it, it, it picks up the crumbs. It's of like the a table. tongue with a mouth. It's a uh, but it looks like a louse. Right. Wow. It looks like that a, is like a, like a kind of yeah. It looks like a bug. It looks yeah. 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 It, it looks like an alien. Is what it looks like. Like, like it's. Like it's <laughs> that is. 
So horrifying. Every living thing has at least one parasite. Every living thing. As far as science knows. Uh, I'm, I'll tell you about the parrot in Mexico that has 30 different species of mites on its feathers alone. Parasites themselves have parasites, and some of those parasites have parasites. So, you know, it's a rich tapestry. You know, of, uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I thought it's, I knew a little bit about parasites. And it's so. hard to weave uh, together. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a friend of mine who was uh, on a safari in Africa. Yeah. And he was uh, out on the beach uh, picking up shells because they were like really oh, wow. iridescent. I totally thought you were going to say out on the beach picking up penises. <laughs> so he's picking up shells. <laughs> so he's picking up shells. Yeah, no, it, this, this, was, this was in Africa, not Fire Island. He was uh, picking up shells because uh, he he was gonna uh, he, he was imagining taking them home and making like a shell necklace out of it or something like, like this. You like you do. It was very uh, these they're, they're like looked like tiny like incredibly small hermit crab shells. Sure. Uh, and as a joke, before he'd gone on his African safari, we bought him uh, uh, a book that I believe the title of was Plagues, Parasites, right. and Pests. We'll we'll check on that. Uh, I believe that's the title. It was a three P title anyway. Sure. Parasite was part of the title. It wasn't Cows, Pigs, Wars, and Witches. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, it wasn't The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. No. So after he had filled his pockets with these uh, little shiny iridescent yeah. uh, oh, uh, uh, shells, yeah. he, deci- he came across a sign that had something in a foreign language, in an African <laughs> language, and a yeah. skull and crossbones on it. Oh. So decided to <laughs> flip through this this book that we gave him as a joke, okay. which actually informed while, while him. While he's standing in front of the sign? While he's standing in front of the sign. <laughs> and this, this book informed him that the animal that typically lives in these little shells is uh, a parasite of a most deadly variety. And that were it to, were one of these shells to be inhabited and yeah. it were to prick him, yeah. he would be paralyzed it, within right. 15 minutes and if not given immediate medical attention would probably perish. Now, is that, that's not a parasite. Because a parasite can't really live off a dead, bo- dead body. Okay, I guess it was just a deadly animal. We'll cut that, put it in the next episode. <laughs> uh, but it was found in the book with parasites in the title. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you win again. There you go. <laughs> Pulled that one out of the last second. And yeah, so I immediately emptied his pocket of all these shells because he didn't want to find out if one of them was inhabited or not. Yeah. And, uh, and ran away as far as he possibly it's could. Stu- it's stuff like this and parasites that make me want to just throttle anybody who talks about how nature is good. Right. Oh, it's natural. I think, yeah, I think uh, I remember reading about in this book actually about uh, Darwin saying that anybody who believes that God is you know this benevolent creator and doesn't <laughs> hasn't you know read about parasites or figured out how <laughs> yeah. parasites work. Uh, speaking of uh, medicine and Darwin, the rod of Asclepius. You guys know what this is? It, that's uh, oh, I, that's the symbol that doctors use. That's the medical symbol. Oh, right. It's got it's got a staff. Wait, wait, wait! It wasn't with the, a serpent wrapped how, around I, it. Hold I on. Those the caduceus. There's two. Okay. I think the caduceus has two <laughs> worms and maybe some eagle <laughs> wings at the top or something like that. I don't know. But oh, yeah, okay. But the rod of Asclepius. How did Hippocrates fit into this? Hippocrates? It, it, Who knows? Anyway, this, this symbol is associated with astrology and with medicine and healing. And uh, it's, uh, it's been suggested that the origin of this is, uh, comes from the guinea worm. Do you guys know what the guinea worm is? I, uh, I think you showed me a picture of one Q&A. right before we started the <laughs> podcast. It's true. And I believe our uh, uh, both Joe and I, our spontaneous reaction was, ew. So the guinea worm is a, is a worm, and it lives in your muscle tissue. And sometimes it'll poke its head out 
for whatever reason, the way parasites like to do. But you can't just grab it and pull it out because you'll just it's like a you'll you know, tear the head off. You'll tear the head off, and it'll just it'll just continue on and growing in there. And whatever. Or it will die and rot in inside your body and Maybe. create an infection. Maybe it could be because I know some of them do that. Yeah. So anyway, the only way to get this thing safely out is to slowly wind it around a stick. Gotcha. Oh. So that's where this. This, that's where the symbol comes into. Uh, gotcha. And you wind it faster than it grows, so eventually you pull it right out. Yes. Right. You don't, you don't pull, you, I don't know how long you take to wind it out, but you can't just yank it out. You have to slowly like right. you tease it out. Now, speaking of, of your, yanking out, I don't your, know if I'm jumping ahead on anything. Of your muscle tissue. Uh, I remember, and I, like and I don't know if this is apocryphal or not, but I remember hearing this story about uh, uh, might have been Civil War times or something. They would have camps of soldiers uh, sleeping all in their tents with their things open, and they would have to have a guy who would wander around the camp at night while the soldiers were sleeping and watch out for tapeworms coming up to breathe out of their mouths. And then if they saw one, they would grab it and yank it out. Oh, really? Well, that made that, I yeah. don't know if this is true or not. I remember this from when I was young. Hearing this about a, I haven't read that in the official book, but as I right. said, I'm only halfway through. <laughs> this sounds go. like a Civil War urban map. It could be. I... Uh, I, I maybe really wish it, I had come prepared. Maybe it was the tongue uh, parasite. <laughs> that's right. And that's what was coming up out of their mouth, and they simply mistook it for a tail. Oh, I, I, anybody ever seen that Spike TV show, Thousand Ways to Die? No, no. but I'm going to look it up now. Yeah, they take uh, they take like a list of, uh, of caustic soda podcast they, episodes. <laughs> I don't know, an endless litany of ideas for episodes. It, they had one episode where they talked about this... Um, they, they changed the names. Of the, there are actual real stories about people in horrible ways, in unique ways in which they perished. They, uh, this one woman uh, decided that she was going to uh, lose weight by <sighs> eating a tapeworm. Right. And letting the tapeworm do all the fattening for her. Uh, and evidently, after she did it for a couple of weeks, it worked so well that she decided not to take the medicine that would flush the tapeworm out. What she didn't realize was that tapeworms reproduce, reproduce asexually, and she eventually died of malnutrition. When they oh, opened her up, they found yeah. 84 tapeworms in her abdomen. Nice. Wow. And that's, why, uh, that's, that's how she perished. That's why I'm fat. Fear of tapeworms. <laughs> <laughs> You've got parasitophobia, my friend. That's right. <laughs> that's uh, recently in the news. Uh, some Hong Kong websites have been basically selling uh, uh, the Ascaris worm. This is a 15-foot, oh, sorry, 15-inch, actually, not 15-foot, 15-inch long worm that lays 200,000 eggs a day oh. and, uh, and basically is the same function. So naturally, the, the, you know, the health services uh, are coming out with statements saying, don't do this. So <laughs> this worm is kind of like a tapeworm or it's exactly like a tapeworm? Um, it's, uh, it, yeah, it, it goes into its uh, host intestines and, uh, and, you know, feeds on the, you know, basically eats half of your food or whatever, right? 200,000 eggs this a day? Is, yeah. That's Why like, not? this is like the parasitic octomom. Ha <laughs> So uh, we, uh, we advise you Wait, not, not did I, to. Can I get a dun That was, that was that a good one. one. Hey, I like that one. I don't get yeah. it. You don't know who the octomom is? No. Oh, she's uh, this uh, welfare mom in the States who uh, decided to have fertility treatments. Uh, oh, yes, and she I gave do birth to eight know kids. about Octomom. I didn't know she had, that was her name. And she used uh, welfare, uh, that's her tabloid name. This is, this uh, is different used, than uh, Kate Nate plus. Yeah, that's right. She's whatever. different. She's trying to get her own reality series. And she used a bunch of welfare money for plastic surgery as well. Yeah, she so, wants to look like Angelina Jolie. Yes. Nice. That's she, a, <laughs> she's a parasite of a whole different variety. She is what's wrong with oh, America. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's, a, she's a parasite on society. That's right. Exactly. Uh, tying it back in with our last shark episode, 
the, just to give you an idea of how specialized these, uh, these parasites can be, there is a parasite that only lives in the eye of the Greenland shark which is a, a kind of a, one of the rare sharks that lives up in I was say, I've never heard of the Greenland ah. shark. Yeah. So and, a rare parasite who is, lives only in a rare shark. Yeah, exactly, in a rare spot. Well, not really rare. Every shark <laughs> has one. but <laughs> Right, right. But, you know, it's pretty specific. How, how does it get from, say, one shark to another shark? Don't know the answer to that, Joe. Okay. But, I, wow. but you know what I can tell you is the life cycle of the liver fluke I have a handy chart here. Oh, is this related I was to the just Greenland ask shark? You know, is this is this related to the Greenland shark, or are you spinning off on a tangent? I'm spinning off. I don't really have any more information about well, the you know, uh, Greenland so, shark. So see, did, we just, did we just play a game of let's stump Torrin, and you totally stumped him? With I, I did, but I was going to say, well, if you don't know about the, this uh, this Greenland shark mm-hmm. uh, thing, please tell me about the liver fluke. I was about to. Oh, okay. So I think Torrin is uh, being a little psychic today. It's a natural segue from the Greenland shark to the liver fluke. Well, it's a, it's a complicated uh, life cycle. Now, the liver fluke is a very tiny fluke. We talked about uh, anim- uh, parasites that live in ants' bodies, ants themselves being very small. Right. Mm-hmm. Liver fluke uh, larvae themselves is also uh, very, very, very small. So imagine an ant. It's been infected with a liver fluke. We'll tell you how that happens. Wait, an ant is infected, an ant is infected with, with a liver fluke. With a liver fluke. We'll okay. find out why it's called a liver do fluke in a second. Okay, because right. ants don't have livers, right? Do they? I don't know. Probably not. I'm asking you. <laughs> the ant, these are one of the, the few parasites uh, that are very interesting because they change the behavior of the animal that they infect. Oh. And I know I have a few examples of this. Which we, which we can get into if we want to. So this parasite uh, basically infects the brain of the ant and causes it at dusk to climb up to a very high place, like a, you know, the top of a flower or something like that. These flowers, or, or you know, even the top of the grass, are eaten by passing mammals. Could be a bunny. Could right. be a cow. Uh-huh. Right. And that's how the... So the cow eats the, the ant. ant. Eats, eats the grass with the ant the grass on it. Eats the grass with yeah. the ant on it. So, the so this is, we're talking mind control. Yeah, 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 exactly. Wow. So now the liver fluke uh, leaves the consumed ant and produces eggs uh, in, inside the mammal. The mammal that yeah. ate the ant. Yeah, so yeah. it actually doesn't really live off the ant. It lives off of the animal that eats the ant that ate mind control. You it, are blowing It my gets mind. more complicated than that. So the liver fluke legs eggs inside the mammal. Uh, inside the mammal's poo, the mammal poos the way that they do. Uh, defecates. Yeah. If what, you will. what eats the the what feeds on the mammal poo? I'm going with uh, uh, flies. Dung beetle. Snails. 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 Snails eat the eggs. That was that the, the trivia poo. section? We just had the trivia section right there. Maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was quick. That was fleeting. He stumped us. Uh, so the so the snails eat the poo that had the eggs in them. The eggs hatch inside of the snail. Snail doesn't like this. It releases the uh, the eggs in kind of like regurgitated slime balls that it leaves along its trail. Wow. Guess what eats the slime trail? The yes. Ants love snail slime. <laughs> and then they get the it's liver like fluke. A, it's like a, it's like an ice cream. And then they get infected guys. with the liver fluke. And then they get infected with the liver fluke, which repeats the cycle with the with the brain control. Wow, this liver fluke is like you, you, there's got to be six degrees of liver fluke. This is. Uh, <laughs> Don't eat those ants or snails. I'm, wow, that, I had no idea that there was that much thought into <coughs> a parasitic life cycle. It's pretty crazy. Uh, I can recommend you read the book. Wow, that that one that one is actually taking me by surprise. I didn't think I was going to learn anything 
really quite so off the no. wall today. My initial reaction was I was going to be really impressed by the liver flute, but now that I'm thinking about it, I actually, he, he's just like, he's on an endless loop, right? I don't respect this parasite at all. I like the parasites that let, that infect a host and like liquefy their intestines or something. Like have like, you know, do something nasty to the person that they're, uh, that or the person or well, creature he did, he that did they control. He did mind control the ant to get oh, eaten by control. a cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's even better. How can I? How can I rail against? Why do mind it yourself control? when you can make, have a cow do your dirty business? But, for but you, you know what I'm saying? The liver fluke seems to be every step of the way is simply to get to the next step of the process to repeat, to rinse and repeat. Well, it's, it's reproducing with its eggs, right? That's right. That's, that's like what all, we do as humans. That's all I do is try to get to the next. Are you yeah, disgusted step. with? I just think there's a more direct method. I think the liver fluke is he's. He's just uh, needlessly complicating things. Like, why don't he just grow wings and fly like into a cow's ear or something like this? Well, ask the liver fluke. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on the liver fluke. On the fluke. next, next episode, yet... our guest will be a liver fluke. <laughs> I've yet to decide whether or not I approve of the liver fluke and his methods. Well, I would like to say that I love the liver fluke. I plan on having <laughs> lots of them. Uh, Pardon me. I need to climb control. up somewhere high. Just when you were a little girl, you were stung by a Skin on your arm puffed up and went red. Yet you so love that was Ben, all of his brothers that you brought the whole damn angry hive into your pride, into your bed. to Caustic Soda, the podcast. We're going to talk about some pop culture parasites. But first, I just want to point out a couple of links 
for you people who are interested in parasites on the internet. There's a list of human parasites at uh, on Wikipedia. There's a new blog called Parasite of the Day, and I'll and I'll read a very short uh, snippet. Why Parasite of the Day? The United United Nations has declared. 2010, the International Year of Biodiversity, in celebration of the enormous diversity of parasites, and to highlight their importance, we have created this blog, which will showcase a species of parasite every day. That sounds like a parasite lover. Who wouldn't be? <laughs> I guess there's a lover of everything out there in the world, isn't there? Why would parasites I be any different? I love parasites myself. Why would I buy the book and read halfway through it if I didn't? Well, that sounds like somebody who's never had a parasite. I'm, I actually had ringworm when I was a child. Oh, wow. Lots of fungus. Wow. Yeah. So that's where... A bury away to my heart. Which, or bury away to my heart. Which we just listened to. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I didn't know it was semi-autobiographical. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, actually. As a child, you were riddled with ringworm. Yeah. Did huh? your father cut them out? No, he didn't cut them out of my skin. <laughs> <laughs> and I would also refer anyone to the series, the BBC series, Planet Earth, because it's got an awesome segment on another ant parasite, uh, a fungal parasite, and Life in the Undergrowth, an excellent series on creepy crawlies. Nice. All both narrated by my hero, David Sir, David Attenborough. Sir David Attenborough. So what do we got for pop culture, guys? Well, we've got, for Parasites, we've got Wrath of Khan, of course. Oh, yes. The, uh, the last indigenous life form of Sentinel Alpha 5. That's right. I think uh, science fiction, for some reason, has really taken the parasite to heart. They put they... things in our ears. Made us do things. The captain, he was strong. That is the most hauntingly accurate Chekhov I have ever heard. Chekhov always gets uh, something bad happen to him in every movie. So, Wrath of Khan, yeah, they got the little uh, ear um, worm that goes inside the brain. Yeah. Presumably eats it or feeds on fluids of blood or whatever. Makes them highly suggestible. They didn't really go into the, yeah, they didn't go into the scientific details. Oh, thank about goodness. It. <laughs> it was when, a... when they, all they need to do is tell us, you put it in your ear, it makes you highly suggestible and you do what people want. If they start explaining it, then you start going, wait a minute. In Although... The, in the new Star Trek, they had the creature that looked almost exactly the same right. and it went in through the mouth and I, and I, I thought that was cheap. Uh, yeah, although, now with the real life example of the, uh, of the liver fluke, mind controlling mm, ants, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe doesn't seem so science fiction-y anymore. Dun, dun, dun. Superman's villain, the parasite? Not really a parasite. No, but he's it's, it's named the parasite. He is named the parasite. All right, it's true. Uh, what was that uh, series from 93, Bloodlines? I, I was recalling a DC series uh, that spanned across a couple of annuals one year it was uh, one back of those, in the early 90s. They, 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 do those all, they do crossovers every year now, don't they? Yeah, they're doing Blackest Night right now. Right. Yeah, and this was one of the early examples of that. Not, I don't recall it being that memorable, so it probably wasn't very good. From what I saw, it was actually pretty terrible, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I think it was called Bloodlines. That's what I remember. <clears throat> yeah. I remember it being a, uh, a bloodline. There was some sort of alien creature that were stealing people's spinal fluid. Uh, and actually, and it, it, Do you it, remember what they looked like? No. No, not at all. Uh, uh, there were a bunch of spin-off series that came out of it. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like there were people who had been attacked by these aliens and something. It had some sort of like effect and created all these superheroes and people were in these... Did they have uh, their own comic books or were they just in the... Yeah, yeah like uh, I think there was five or six. Like it was almost like their own little universe. It was like a DC new universe. And they for... were so popular that many movies... Yeah, I don't think, I don't think anybody that... Based on those. <laughs> I don't think anybody that we would actually remember came out of that. But there was a uh, an entirely Parasite-inspired... Yeah, comic book series. Comic book series. <laughs> Crossover <laughs> action going on. Uh, I wish I could be more... I wish I could let you tell you more about it. But No, again, we got we to gotta move on. I'm not that memorable. Yeah, yeah. Let's That's go back to movies. Unless anyone else has a Well, I think there's parasite. one obvious one. Alien? Alien, yes. Again, sci- 
sci-fi the embracing the chestburster, the uh, face face huggers, huggers. which implant the they eggs. Implant the this is very similar to, to. So here's the question: Which is the parasite, the face hugger or the chestburster? The the chest. Well, yeah, well because... it's a life cycle of all one organism. <laughs> no, because right? the, fa- like, the like... face hugger actually dies. The face hugger doesn't survive off the human host. Alone. Right, but it's part of the genetic sequence. Yeah. So right. it's, it's like the it's like the fluke, the, the liver fluke in this different. In no, every the, the face hugger is the face hugger is the parasite delivery system. Right. Right. The egg, which comes from the face hugger, develops the alien, the traditional alien that we remember. The mm-hmm. the, the what's the artist? The alien uh, Geiger. 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 H.R. Geiger. Bursts out of the chest, grows up, and then one of those is a queen, lays the eggs with the face hugger in them to repeat the cycle. And these were actually inspired by the ichneumon wasp, I believe it is which is an actual wasp that lays an egg that it, it flies around searching for a caterpillar, li- sticks its ovipositor into the caterpillar's body and lays an egg in there, and then it okay. takes, then it, wait, 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 I'm getting very excited. Oh, for the listener, for the listener, <laughs> you just missed Torin with his uh, visual aid, his ovipositor visual aid. And, uh, you know, I'm glad, it's at times like this, I'm glad we're not on camera. And it then, was, uh, uh, and then disturbing. It, it usually will take the, it, it stings the caterpillar as well, so it's paralyzed. Right. Still alive, mm-hmm. but paralyzed. It, will, it digs a burrow, puts the caterpillar inside the burrow, actually fills it up with like two or three different caterpillars, so it's got a bunch of eggs in there, covers it up, and then the eggs develop and eat through the living caterpillar. You know, I saw yeah. this like on uh, one of those uh, National Geographic shows or something like that. Yeah, There's yeah. a wasp, but this was different. There was a wasp. They, uh, they went after uh, strictly tarantulas. Right. And uh, they were massive wasps, like the biggest wasp in the world or something like that. And they would sting a tarantula, right. which would permanently paralyze it. And then lay a whole string of eggs in it, and I they think had... would lay the eggs on the spider, I yeah. think, rather than inside. Yeah, and they they had uh, they had one of those time lapse cameras, <laughs> and they showed these like larvae consuming the live tarantula, and the tarantula was still living as it was being right. consumed. And getting back to alien, it seems that the normal uh, life cycle of the alien creature probably involves their form of paralysis, which is sticking you up in that wall and covering you with the hardening slime. Remember when they would go in and they found all the people in aliens right. and kill me. Yeah, yeah, because I think, I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that the alien has the tail. Is it like a stinger kind of a thing? Uh, it remember, wraps around the throat. Well, no, no, that's the face hugger. The face hugger, yeah. But the alien itself oh, has yeah. that really sharp tail. Yes. Yes. So, I think there was, I remember seeing some cut scenes from the original. Is there, is there a scientist that studies parasites? Is there, is there a parasitologist? There are lots of parasitologists, yeah. in fact. Really? Oh, yes. Really? Perhaps Giger was a parasitologist. No, he was what... an artist, but. Uh... Yeah, that was, uh, the other guy came <laughs> up with He was merely a parasite. Of, yeah, in, uh, Dan O'Bannon was the writer, and he had nightmares about, he had heard about this, this ignuman wasp, whatever. And, and so was he a parasitologist? No, he was just a guy who didn't like parasites. He had parasitophobia, as we. As we he had, he had nightmares after learning about the wasp, and so he thought, well, if this is scary so, to me, this should be scary yeah, yeah. to other people. So there, there's, there's no parasitologist link at all in the, uh, in the alien circle of... Uh, they might have consulted an expert. I don't know. It seems uh, alien is probably the, the most true-to-life parasite. Although i got to go back to the Rathacon again and the mind-controlling ant creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and there are uh, lots of different parasites that control their host's mind in various ways. Right. And the other thing about that, which I didn't mention, is that it can flick on and off the mind control. So if no cows or whatever eat the ants off the flower, it goes back down and continues its, goes about its day. daily <laughs> daily work. Wow. Wow. So what about uh, The Faculty, 1998? Oh, yes, The Faculty. Ah, shot in yeah. Vancouver. Is that right? Was it really? Absolutely. Shot in Vancouver in the late 90s. So let me get this straight. 
there's a school and the and the staff has been infected with parasites? Right. Or, or so the staff and faculty, yeah. Most right. of the staff the faculty, and faculty. Hence the name. Right, the faculty. But then what they do, the, the, uh, the alien gets in through the ear, apparently. Mm -hmm. So the uh, school principal, like, if I remember correctly, uh, orders all the kids to go to the nurse for uh, ear examinations. I just did air quotes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Air quotes and ovipositor injections. <laughs> right. I feel the, a little bit left The ear out. wasn't uh, quoted quotation, but the examination was. That's right. To uh, the school nurse, Samuel Hayek, who then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who then infects all the students except for the, the plucky young rebels who do drugs that turn out to be able to dry out the aliens you know, or something ridiculous. I caught a piece of that movie again just a while ago, like, I don't know, six months or so ago. It's one of those movies that you don't realize it at the time you see it when it's brand new yeah but even the smallest of bit players yeah. has gone on to become quite famous oh i see yeah josh hartnett's one of the main characters he's doing well for himself uh josh hartner yeah is the uh, uh is the male lead yeah but i'm thinking more along the lines of does anybody realize that danny masterson from that 70s show fame oh. had oh, wow. like a one-line part in the faculty. So the faculty was before that 70s show. This is what you're saying to me. Yeah, the faculty was like late 90s or something like that. Like it, it was uh, quite some time ago. Sure. Oh, that's fine. It uh, also features John Stewart as the science teacher. Oh, that's right. Absolutely. From the Daily Show. And he gets a pen through his eye or something. Oh, like it's too gruesome. <laughs> Chalk full of cameos. Yeah. Which at the time were not considered cameos. They were just nobodies who needed the money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an important difference between cameo and nobody who needs the <laughs> Just like... Because uh, the cameo was already famous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're absolutely. established actors. Who, like Lou Ferrigno in the latest Hulk movie. Right. Or Stan Lee in all of the Marvel movies. Absolutely. He's got a funny little uh, video on... He's got a funny video up on uh, Funny or Die asking the uh, Oscar Academy to create an award for best cameo. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, well, I think you already have to be famous to be a cameo. Otherwise, you're just a bit player. You're just, a, just yeah. some guy. Will it work retroactively? Like, for example, will we be will Torin become famous and we'll call his uh, part in uh, X-Men 3? X-Men 3, I was in for uh, <laughs> As a quarter cameo. of a second. That's right. And then uh, my cameo, my series of cameos <laughs> in that Stargate episode. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> An entire were, were you were, I, If I recall, in that one, you were hired for your scream, your death scream, and then when the actual episode aired, they cut it completely and your lifeless body fell no, to the floor. I was actually hired for my uh, hilarious delivery of a certain line that was also cut out. <laughs> <laughs> what was the line? Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Was there, a, was there a parasite in that episode we, in any uh, way, shape, or you form? You had mentioned that vampires were a kind of a parasite, <laughs> and they have space vampires, and that's how my character died, as a matter of fact. Was that that's right. They oh, life out of me so and it became like a, a, a husk. A husk. A space vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made a husk out of you. I, yeah. I think you can consider a vampire to be a form of parasite. I mean, uh, they live off of the sort life of. juice of... You could have a parasitic relationship. They don't necessarily have to kill their victims. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although well, it does say that they live on or in the host, and the vampire tends to be... Well, it's a very small vampire. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go to those... Dwarf you know, vampires. You know, like the, the little, little known albino the, dwarf vampire. The littlest or, vampire. <laughs> or, or, or like the Scooby-Doo style vampire that can, that can bite you when it's still in bat form. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. I don't think the aliens from Stargate have a bat form, but I, I don't actually watch the series. So so they were vampiric in the way that they drain people of their blood. Yeah, they actually husks. had like vaginas on it. Well, they weren't. They were mouths, but they looked like vaginas. They had vagina hands is what the, is what the crew called them. <laughs> the crew actually called them vagina yeah, hands in the vaginas. episode. They're little, you know, little prosthetic mouths that they put on the, on the actor's hands and then 
and then you stick it on the oh, wait, wait. So on hold the victim's on a chest, so, and, then, and then all the body life would drain out of the... The vagina the hands was the film crew. Yeah, is what the film crew called them. Called not, them. not the crew on the show. Like not no, the no, not the crew of the not, not the crew of the, the, crew of the Starship or yeah. Enterprise or wherever they were. They didn't say, "Hey, did you see that alien with his vagina hands?" Like there was that wasn't actually that recorded dialogue in the, in the mythology. No, no, that would, that would was, be Red Dwarf would uh, be the one to do yeah. something. It like was that. more like the director when he posited the whole bring on the actor with the vagina hands. That's right. exactly. You got uh, it. It's like you were there. Uh, it needed some clarification. I'm just uh, saying. I had, you know, I had a friend of mine who had a parasite in tapeworm. Uh, no, no, I can't remember the name of the bug. And I blood fluke. I, I've, I've, <laughs> uh, I've, 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 She was in Guyana, in Central America. Oh, uh, and she was that's working. Your first mistake. She was working for a uh, an organization that sent doctors out into these remote villages right. in the jungle. Right. And they were bibles and no bibles. No bibles. Thank no you. bibles. Oh, that's good. They were dealing with cataracts because none of them own sunglasses, and they're right near the equator. Right. And so they're all getting, all the villagers have cataracts. They're all looking all directly at the sun all the time. Universally <laughs> suffer from cataracts. Yeah. And so these doctors go around and just do these simple cataract operations. Sure. And give people their eyesight back for all intents and purposes. It's very unfortunate for them because they live in a forest full of mirror trees. <laughs> so they try to look away from the sun and they just can't. It's <laughs> being beamed right into their eyes. Did they leave some sunglasses with them when they left? That's my question. Probably those giant like blue blocker <laughs> yeah. ones too, right? So nothing can even be on the other side. But uh, they, they, very common to suffer from cataracts. And so this was their sole mission was to go down there and, and perform simple cataract surgeries. And they would sure. go into a village and they would stay there for a couple of days and operate in all the – but very tiny villages with very few villagers. Mm -hmm. And she picked up one of these bugs that while you're sleeping – Lays an egg in you somewhere. In your man flesh. Absolutely. And what it goes in as a larva and it just like eats your flesh. Right. And then it, uh, it grows from a larva into pupa. <laughs> and then when it's fully grown, yeah. it will burst from your flesh and yeah. fly away. Yeah, it has yeah. wings. It's it will fly off into the ground. Oh, <laughs> I've seen pictures of that. But when fully grown, this thing is like the size of your thumb. Yeah. It's enormous. Sweet. So you don't want it to burst out of your skin because... <laughs> It leaves is that big. <laughs> these giant scarified wounds, right, that right. need constant attention. And, and all these villagers have all had a handful of them, so they've all got scars all over their bodies, <laughs> they all know. right? Yeah. And they all know. So what you have to do they've when you get one of these. They all have names. <laughs> yeah, I call this absolutely. one Pepe. <laughs> Uh, and so they, they, she kind of had this sore on her leg, and they're like, yeah. oh, it's the, it's the bug, whatever bug it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they have to do is they pack it with this hard-packed clay, yeah. which actually – because the only – it has like a little proboscis oh, that, that comes out that breeze through. Right. So that suffocates it, and it dies, and so it's no longer – Now you got a dead parasite you got a dead flesh. parasite in your flesh. You but have to it, dig out. Because you, you, you can't get it out when it's alive. <laughs> Because it's holding on for dear life. Oh, it's got its like little claws little in your skin. When it dies, then you can get it out. Sure. And how they do that... They suck it out with a straw. No. They pop it like a pimple. Nice. They pop it like a pimple. <laughs> and he, So she tells this incredibly graphic story of uh, lying on a table and having this tiny little Guyan... And Guyanan? Guyanan? Guyanese? Guyanese? Uh, man who is, uh, you know, sort of like the local <laughs> witch doctor. Guy? Sure. And he is just working guy. working this yeah. uh, giant insect that's burrowed into her leg. Uh, massaging it out of her flesh? Massaging it. But she she uh, she has given birth, and she said that this was the most painful thing oh, that wow. she has ever had oh. to endure, is this, this dude digging into her flesh and muscle tissue to try and pop this thing loose. And she said when it came, it flew 10 to 15 feet through the air. 
Oh, sweet. And uh, and they, you know, she uh, she was she was left with the, uh, the the dead creature for a little while, and it was the size of her pinky finger. Nice. That's how she described oh. it. So not quite fully grown. Wow. And I don't know what the name of the creature is, but I'm uh, I'm pretty sure from that description, I do not want to get one. We live in a terrible, terrible world. It's true. I guess that's beautiful. true. I mean, it's beautiful, terrible. Beautiful, uh, terrible world. We live in Vancouver where the worst parasite we seem to have is bed bugs. I think that's the conclusion we've come to. Yeah, I think that was Worst it. parasite that we can really get is bed bug, which although tenacious. Of course, somebody will probably... Tell us we're wrong. In oh, email. feel free to email us and tell us that I we're wrong. What caustic our, soda? What is the worst parasite that you've ever encountered? Well, in your hometown, in, in your it be that life. Vancouver or elsewhere. Thank you very much. I'm Torn Atkinson. I'm Kevin Leeson. I'm Joe Folger. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world.